Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the music. You can't have the Pretender's first album. That's mine. I bought it. You did not. The catchphrases. Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? And the wannabes. Sometimes I see you dance around the house in my underwear. Doesn't make me Madonna. Never will. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? hard to hold. Shut up, dude. It's a good movie. Good movie? It's got Rick Springfield in it. Dude, and another thing, can you put your shoes back on? Who takes off their shoes in the theater? Your feet stink. Well, every time you belch, all I smell is those freaking Funyuns. Funyuns are delicious. Well, they smell exactly like my feet. And dude, another thing, could you shut up? I've never heard someone talk so much in a theater. What, is silence golden all of a sudden? No, the best part's coming up right now. What the hell's the best part? Right here. Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with Tampa.com. Today's show, great songs from bad movies. And if you're going to love somebody, it might as well be my co-host, Sean Daly. Yes, love somebody for at least one night in the Cono Lodge. I ask for nothing more. Uh, Steve, I have two bold statements to make about today's show. Fire away. One, I'm going to say there has never been a Stuck in the 80s podcast with better music, better music than the show you're about to hear. Mm-hmm. And there has never an employee at the St. Pete Times with better hair than the woman to my left. Ah, yes, we're joined again today by Jill Holcomb, who has recently been promoted to publisher of the St. Petersburg Times. Hi. You are a power broker. I am, I guess. We felt like we kind of had to invite you to the show today because you're a publisher. Oh, so now it's not genuine? Your affection isn't genuine anymore? My affection is never genuine. (laughs) I can pretty much assure you of that. Uh, But anyway, what do you think about today's show? I know you're excited about it. I am. I am. I love the music coming up. You love Rick Springfield. Mm Mm-hmm. That's our first movie, isn't it, Steve? Yeah, Hard to Hold, 1984. Mm. And it's kind of ironic because uh, the first time we ever met Jill was at a Rick Springfield concert, was it not? It was the first time (laughs) I ever met Jill, even though she says... I don't know if that's true. I, I would it's have the first time that you remember me. So. I would have remembered you in the haircut. Mm. Well, I didn't have this haircut. She had long then. hair then. I know. Well, okay. So we can call <laughs> that the first time that we met, whether or not it's and true. It was, it it was, was a been, fun night. It was. It was been magic ever since. It was really a fun <laughs> night. We were all very stressed, but uh, it really worked out well. And we, we all met Rick Springfield. Mm-hmm. Can you describe his arms to our, our His arms were massive. He's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And he wears these big giant work boots. And he climbed out into the audience that night. Do you, do you remember oh, yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I was did. so upset because it, it was at Ruth Eckert Hall and I worked there. And I was like, he's climbing all over our beautiful chairs with these work boots. And I thought he was going to break something. I thought somebody was going to take a work boot to the face. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I was like, he's not, you that's, know. That's his shtick, though. I saw him again this last year at Ruth Eckert Hall again. And he comes out and plays at least three or four songs in the audience. Yeah. In fact, uh, this last time when I had better seats, he actually started playing Jesse's Girl like six inches from my face. Ooh. Wow. 
It's or kinda, or kinda four inches, depending on uh, how excited I was about hearing it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Give me some water. Anyway, so did he play Love Somebody when we saw him that night? Children, remember that? Oh, I don't. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't I, he must have. He did. At the end? We asked him during the interview that you botched so badly. God, remember? <laughs> that was the worst interview. I, really? That you've ever done. <laughs> ever. I wouldn't. I mean, the, the first 20 minutes is me talking about nothing. Oh. Me, like, talking in circles. I was, like, mesmerized by his biceps. We're, oh. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, no. Do we have to talk Jill about welcome. your sexuality <laughs> no. for a minute? No, we can. Do you want to hear, do you wanna, the do you wanna hear your ongoing rambling question? No, no, shut up. <laughs> Don't play that. Here it comes. No. I just wanted to ask you. What's it like when you walk into a room and, and most of the women in that room bust into tears as soon as they see you? We just interviewed a woman downstairs who met you on her honeymoon, okay? Right. She met you on her in 1984, and I asked her, I'm like, were you totally prepared to leave your <laughs> yeah. But anyway, this is the we'll listen. I That's, that sucks, Steve. I can't even listen to this show now. You never listen to the show anyway. <laughs> you and I just take my check and run. Well, let's talk about Hard to Hold for a second because obviously that was a that was a horrible movie. Probably the worst movie we're going to talk about today. You think? Oh, I don't know, my friend. Um, we got Xanadu. We got two of a kind on here. I don't give them all away. But uh, what I hate about that movie the most, if I can add up the uh, the reasons, Rick Springfield plays a young rocker named James Roberts. <laughs> so what they did James is they tried Roberts? to find the most boring name <laughs> and then make it even more boring. Yeah. And remember the uh, is it like the, Jimmy Rob or something like that? Do they call yeah. him Jimmy Rob? I hate when they just give two first names. Like, oh well, what the hell? And then uh, the person he plays who plays his love interest looks like looks like she's about ten years older than him. Remember that Janet Eilber? Yeah, but but in, in reality, she's actually three years younger than him. I thought she was kind of hot. Poor and, thing. Uh, and then Patty Hansen's in that too. Mrs. Keith Richards, I believe. Ah, I didn't know that. That's yeah, good. Patty Hansen's Very in good. that. She plays his uh, his ex, maybe. Yeah. She's oh, rough. that's right. She's she rough does. around she the does. edges. I know. She was one of my first. You like dream him girls. rough around the edges. I room. like him a little rough around the edges. I do. So uh, a lot of people would say that there's another memorable hit from this movie. Bop to you drop is in this movie, hmm. which he plays live still. And uh, sad to say, but love somebody was actually the last top ten hit that uh, Rick Springfield had. The best song on that soundtrack, Souls. You think so? Yeah, I love that song. I love it. I remember in my terrible interview, I asked Rick Springfield, why don't you play Souls? And there's like five minute, a five-minute pause. Like, who is this a-hole? God, I can't believe I botched that. So bad. I mean, he could have another top ten hit someday. You oh, said yeah, no, he's not date, dead or anything. Okay. He's is he your favorite, like, of all, like, your crushes? Like, you know, celebrity rock star crushes, Jill? Would Rick Springfield be number one? N- no. No. Oh, boy. Who do you like? Clooney? I'm talking about rock, like rock stars. stars. Yeah, rock stars. Um, oh. Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. <laughs> Tina Turner. No. Um, okay. I mean, well, I really like Justin Timberlake, but that's now. Sorry. That's fine. That's really you really like him. Yeah. I would have taken you to the Justin Timberlake show that I I reviewed. You would have. Yeah. Sure. Oh. Well, I roll. Uh, that's how I roll. That's nice. I'm a nice guy. For sure. you to say that after the fact. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, anyway, well, he's my big celebrity crush, Rick Springfield. Oh, that's so sweet. I just want him to wrap me up in those big <laughs> arms of his. You ever seen a grown man naked? Okay, enough of this. It's really getting uncomfortable in here. <laughs> well, it was uncomfortable when you played my crappy interview with him. <laughs> Why'd you have to shanghai me like that in front of Jill? Mm. That's why I had to shanghai yeah, I know, you had to take me down a peg. Uh, okay, anyway, here is our next great song from a bad movie. 
Ah, yes. The brilliance that is Xanadu. I saw it in the theater. I'm pretty sure I did, too. How I old saw were you? Like in the theater. Six years old when you came out? <laughs> was it 80? 1980. 19, I was 10 years old. How old were you in 80? I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> Three. <laughs> <laughs> so cute the way you said that. Sad, but cute. Three. Yeah, well, I was 10. Easily one of the worst uh, it's, movies. It's brutal. It's really, really brutal. Can you even sit through it anymore? I mean, I don't even know if I can recall the plot. Well, now you see it on TV, and they use that, that really crappy film, so it looks terrible. They really need to go in there and remaster that. <laughs> <laughs> Spend millions on remastering Xanadu. But apparently it's a Broadway play now, yeah, right? Yeah, they just opened it on Broadway, so it can't be that terrible. And tons of people go to it, go to this? Right. So, so many people go to it and go to it repeatedly that they're now called Fanadus. Fanadus. I mean, who are That's these like people? That's like Fanalos. I don't know. I, I want to know that. I bet I would not get along with a single <laughs> fan of do. The whole like Broadway, the whole theater thing, I'm not What do you mean? You just like that. went on and on about your love for Rick Springfield. You would totally Rick fit Springfield in. has nothing to do with Broadway. But gay men do have something to do with <laughs> What are you Broadway? trying to say? <laughs> what that what this is this whole interview is, or this whole podcast has, has gone off the rails. I'm furious. Oh, oh boy. Uh, actually, uh, Xanadu, Xanadu the film, actually uh, only barely broke even at the box office, but the soundtrack had uh, five top 20 singles and was certified uh, double platinum. Wow. Five top Okay, so Xanadu, yeah. Magic, yeah. Suddenly, yep. two more. Uh, it's not, a Little More Love wasn't from there, was it? I, I couldn't say. Two more, come on. You can do it. Here's a hint. Do you have any? All right, no, give me a Here's a hint. Nothing. Yeah. Still? Nah, no idea. I'm alive. ELO. Come on. Oh, you're barely alive, Spearsy. Oh, what was the fifth one? All Over the World by ELO. Oh, I know that one. I know that one. Didn't five, know it was from Xanadu. Five though. very good songs. I remember even when I was 10 years old, though, um, I was quite titillated by a young Olivia Newton-John. She's beautiful. Did you ever want to be Olivia Newton-John? Yeah, of course. Not from Xanadu, though. No, I, I really liked Grease. So movie. let me ask you a question, oh, Jill Holcomb. <laughs> Yes. You wanted to be Olivia Newton-John from Greece, but did you want to be like good girl, good girl Sandy, or did you want to be dirty Sandy at the end? <laughs> it was like throws her cigarette And down. she goes, Tuck, tell me about it, stud. Yeah, I love that Do song. that line for us. Did you? <laughs> I don't know. Come on. I don't know. Do and she's all in the leather and stuff like that? Yeah. yeah. I, I like both What parts. song's playing? What's, oh, uh, You're the One That I Want? You're the One That I Want. I saw Grease like eight times in the theater. Yeah, we had the double album, you know, the record, oh, yeah. and it, it has a whole yearbook. Yes, that was the coolest. We, uh, Spears, you said you're really in the Stockard Channing in that movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, because she puts out. <laughs> oh, see, see what I'm dealing with here. You boys, somebody's got to reel this in here. And yet, we were saying Grease was a good movie, right? We're saying it was a good movie, hence all the the, the Well, plus it's not this. an 80s movie anyway, so it wouldn't qualify. But this was actually sort of the end of... Uh, this was the beginning of the end for Olivia Newton-John as in, in the film career. And it was really sort of the... 
Capital- again, she's not dead. Uh, she's she not- could still have a hit. Yeah. Maybe she could do a duet with Rick Springfield and go number one. <laughs> no, she had hits. In fact, the next song on the list is another Olivia Newton-John song from another crappy movie from the 80s. I don't think anyone's going to get this one. Ready? Here goes. Twist of Fate, Living Newton John from the movie Two of a Kind. She is good. She's got some pipes. And let me tell you, this song uh, was so popular and such a hit that they recently remastered this soundtrack. Mm. I got I got a copy of it. Are you cool. kidding me? Yeah, they remastered it with bonus tracks. Oh, bonus tracks. The acoustic version Ooh. of Twist of Fate. I don't know. <laughs> the movie, Spears, I can't even remember five minutes of the movie, but you say it's not that bad, Two of a Kind. Well, it's got Scatman Crothers in it. Nothing's bad with Scat. Does he take an axe to the chest like he does in The Shining? <laughs> No, but it's got it's got Travolta and uh, John Travolta and Olivia Newton John. So what's the plot? Uh, he's like an inventor, and she's a bank teller, and I think they get mixed up in some crime plot, some crazy. And then, and then and then somehow it suddenly becomes uh, this. Uh, God decides he's going to destroy the world again unless we can unless wow. the angels can prove that there's such a thing as uh, oh lord true love. Wow! Or, or, and they pick these two. Yeah. Yes. yeah. That and uh, the awful. voice of God played by so the- maybe Scatman Crothers should have taken an accident. Yeah, the like he had. In the Shining. Scatman Crothers plays one of the uh, the angels. Uh, the great Oliver Reed plays one of the demons, and the uh, always fantastic Gene Hackman plays the voice of God. Awesome! So horrible movie, but it did have good three uh, three good songs on it. Can you name the other two? No. Take a chance <gasps> and living in desperate times. Sing a little bit of Take a Chance, Steve. Ah, you wuss. Sorry. Jill, any clue about Take a Chance? No. I'm not singing on this program anymore. That's right. You did sing. That was really good, though. That was great. No, I don't know. It was like a classic stuck in the 80s moment. Was it? America fell in love with you all over again. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You're you're quite a salesman. Thanks. Maybe I could work for your... I don't even know what you do, actually. (laughs) Sales, marketing, something like that. Enough. All right. Enough. Back on track. God sakes. Like America really wants to hear any of us sing. Yeah. Actually, they want to hear Sean Daly sing. Sean, give us a couple lines from this next song. Meet me halfway, Jill Hogan, <laughs> across the sky. How's that? You sound like Amanda Overmeyer singing. <laughs> I uh, love Amanda Overmeyer. I'm going to let Kenny Loggins sing it for real. Anybody know what movie that's from? That is from Over the Top, starring Sylvester Stallone as Lincoln Hawk, the an arm, arm wrestling, wrestling truck trucker. driver. That's <laughs> right. 1987. Exactly. Actually, not a bad soundtrack album. We have uh, Sammy Hagar, Robin Zander, your buddy Robin Zander. I love Zander. Robin Zander. Of course you do. Who doesn't? He is and my buddy, Joe. I, He's my friend. I am sure he is. Why would you make And I'm friends with up? his wife, Pam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They live here. Yeah, they do. Here's a, a little bit of trivia for you. John Wetton, the uh, lead singer for Asia. Your favorite group? Yeah, one of my Asia. favorite groups. Asia. Oh. 
He actually sang. Why do you say it all like that, Joe? Is that not cool? Yeah. Um. I don't know. I just. Are you, say got- are you trying to say that I'm gonna be single for a very, very <laughs> long time? Yeah. So say, um, Steve is on a is on a blind date and he picks up his date and yeah. he's like, and they're driving the restaurant. And he's like, hey, baby, you like to hear Asia? Woo! Don't cry. Is that like a bad- all their songs like ten minutes long or something? No, you're thinking of yes. Oh. All Steve's stories are ten minutes Sorry. long. Sorry. That's uh, nice, Sean. Sorry. So I'm should he not spot? play? <laughs> yeah, you are they a very vulnerable a- right now. You are unbelievable. Look at you smiling like the cat that ate the canary. So Steve, as Steve's on a first date and he's playing music in the car, should he or should he not play Asia? What would you play? Oh, gosh. You always throw these at me Rod like Stewart, that. probably. <laughs> She's going to say no music at all. You just want to talk. Wanna be, you just want to talk, don't you? I just yeah. want to get to know someone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'd saying like you do not play Asia in the car. I'm saying play, play something neutral like the Stones or Stones? possibly okay. ACDC. Not, not side play. two from Led Zeppelin you play four. Sticks. Sticks? Wait, oh my god, he will. F- Are you serious? That is the best news oh, he's had yeah. all day. <laughs> I mean, that's good. That's people like that. Women like that. Asia is like just sticks? a little bit. I think more say it, obscure. Say it. Obscure. Isn't it? It was one of the top selling albums of the eighties. Okay. When you said that, the smile left Steve's eyes. Oh boy! God. I just I didn't anyway. Steve. I have nothing more to say. I say you play. Top. I say you play uh, either this or another great Kenny Loggins song from a dreadful movie. Play it. The wonderful Nobody's Fool by the great Kenny Loggins once again. The greatest, my greatest moment on this podcast, besides uh, bickering with Huey Lewis, was when Kenny Loggins sang this song to us, Nobody's yeah. Fool, yeah. from Caddyshack 2. You about fell over backwards in your chair. You were so surprised that it happened. I've always loved this song. And we, I think we, we were this close to getting him to perform it live again. I mean, we, we really were. I, I think I that he was ready Kenny. to do it. I love Kenny Loggins. That yeah, was a great good. show. It was a fantastic show. Mm. And uh, one of our best, one of our first really good celebrity interviews. Play this. On your first date, will you play Nobody's Fool on the way to the restaurant? I, don't know, I think that sets the On the way date. to Long John Silver's. <laughs> oh. yeah, for the fisherman's platter. Wow, yeah. Wait, wait hey, a uh, minute. Joe, can you help Steve get some dates? Well, what are, what are, what are we looking for? What kind uh, of girl? Yeah, that's about it, girl. <laughs> she should be decent looking, but we're willing to trade looks for a certain kind of morally casual attitude. Oh, you mean you want somebody you can screw on the first date? Come on, Steve, answer. What are you looking for in a woman? You know, just for once, it'd be nice to have someone who doesn't mock my 80s uh, frenzy, my 80sness. Yeah, but you're all 80s. I'm not all 80s. Dude, you're all 80s. Now that this is like this juggernaut of of (sighs) blogdom and (laughs) podcasting, you you got to be all 80s all the time. I'm a little late 70s, It's like every time someone... (laughs) Wolfman Jack. Every time someone... Hey, Wolfman, you know? What well, Jerry Lee Lewis. You can go to some <laughs> 80s club and, and meet a woman who's equally you interested. Isn't there some place up uh, on McMullen Booth? Yes. The name of that place? Bricktown. Yeah. Bricktown? Bricktown? I think it's called Bricktown 54. Uh-oh, is he like, oh, wait, that, wait, that's a sex toy shop. <laughs> oh, I meant, um, yeah, Brickville. Yeah. I <laughs> anyway, if you went in there and you, you know, maybe you'd find a girl who really loves Asia. <laughs> 
I don't know. Yeah. Just look beyond, or you could just it. look beyond her unibrow, and I'm sa- I'm sure she's got a heart of gold. <laughs> hey, hey, don't cry, baby. Take a look around you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quitting. Uh, Caddyshack two. Which is what sent us spiraling down to what, what do you call it, a shame spiral? Yeah, yes, a shame spiral. A shame spiral. Nineteen eighty-eight, and uh, you know all you have to do is say, uh, "Was it Jackie, Jackie Mason?" Mason. <laughs> Jackie Mason. Oh, Caddyshack Two is unwatchable. And I remember uh, reading uh, an interview with Chevy Chase, who got furious at somebody who was mocking Caddyshack Two. And Chevy Chase is like, "A lot of people put a lot of hard work into that movie." It's a fine movie. No, it's not. It's really a, a giant steaming piece of poop. But the song rocks. Nobody's full. Yeah. And we tried to tell Kenny that. And maybe uh, maybe his next tour, he'll open up with it. And he'll say, this one's for Sean and Steve. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You guys would be beside yourselves. We would. Well, I'll be beside Steve's Asian-loving new girlfriend, <laughs> Drusilla. What's her name? Drusilla. <laughs> Drusilla. That's a weird name. Drusilla, you're bogarting my... <laughs> My popcorn. Okay. Get me out of here. Play another bad song. Play play a song that Steve can uh, seduce his new date to. Steve's gonna cry. That's like magic. That's like panty removal magic. It's like, oh, baby. Oh, oh, he's so sensitive. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) You don't think uh, Susudio would be a better. Could you give me a tissue and move a little to the left? (laughs) You are horribly insensitive. What? Oh, my God. There was like real, there was like seriousness in your eyes right there. I mean,. I'm just saying that I think that there's been emotional scars in Steve's life from Phil Collins. He has the whole world duped. (laughs) I can't believe the fur fiance the other night was saying, oh, he's such a sensitive guy. He should be nice. What? (laughs) She didn't say that. She did. This is ridiculous. You have everyone (laughs) bamboozled. Is that what it is? This is all a game. It's a show. I swear it couldn't be. Oh. After three years, I- Steve's so mysterious. There's nothing mysterious about me. This song, however, Sean Daly, yes, could have been on one of your favorite albums of all time. It was actually originally titled "How Can You Just Sit There?" The Sean Daly story. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, it was. It was actually called "How Can You Just Sit There," and it was uh, originally recorded for Phil Collins' uh, album "Face Value" wow. in 1981. Can you imagine? "Face Value" is already a classic. That yeah. thing would have been a monster. Um, and uh, but it was held out for whatever reason. I think it was a little, you know, and it was used obviously in the film instead. Which I still think a lot of people like this movie because uh, the really great sex scene between uh, Jeff Bridges and Rachel Ward. Against all odds, yeah. Uh, I actually interviewed Taylor Hackford, the director of this movie, when uh, I was f- working for the Washington Post, and he was in town promoting Ray. Mm-hmm. Taylor, Fa- Taylor Hackford directed. You, you, you put the I'm fake. I'm just curious as to where this is going. No, I interviewed <laughs> Taylor Hackford about Ray, but then I owned the Against All Odds uh, cassette. Oh wow! When I was a young a young man, yeah. and uh, there was a Peter Gabriel song on there, "A Walk Through the Fire."
Anyway, it was a great song. And so Taylor Hackford was talking about how much, you know, how important music is uh, in his movies. It was cool. good. I don't know. You say this is a crappy movie. I, I don't even know if I've seen it all the way through. It's awful. Wasn't Rachel Ward the one in Sharky's Machine, too? Probably. Ah, oh, yeah. It's, it's not a good movie. It's, it's, uh, James Woods is in this movie. James Woods, and he's great. Mm-hmm. But, it, but if Jeff Bridges is an NFL wide receiver, mm-hmm. then, uh, then I'm, uh, I'm an Olympic swimmer, you know? I mean, it just doesn't work. Yeah, huh. you do not float. Wow. <laughs> Actually, fat floats quite well, my friend. <laughs> fat you should floats. know. That'd be a good tattoo. Fat floats. Okay. <laughs> please, please, please move on. Can we please? <laughs> please? Something to help me out a little bit there's, here. There's I, I a genius in this podcast. Ah, yes, the Bengals from Less Than Zero, right? You're saying Less Than Zero is a crappy movie? It's a horrible movie. That song was awesome. It's a I great that song. song a lot. I like that movie. Why? Uh, based solely on the Jamie Gert scene in the oh, hallway. Well, yeah. I think it's a good movie. It. I mean, listen, it's totally like all about the vapid adolescence of 1980s Los Angeles. Well, it was supposed to be. <laughs> it ends up about drug usage and Robert Towney Jr. kind of reenacting his life story. And oh, all God, of our I remember eyes. like he, yeah, that with, with uh, James Spader, right? Yeah, yeah. It's based uh, on the uh, novel hot. by Brett Easton Ellis. You you think James Spader and Robert Downey Jr. are both hot? Very. Oh, then very attractive. He'd really like a scene in this movie. Oh, yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's he's wrong. A- in fact, I don't even want your your pure. Yeah, we're not going to be there. sullied by that. I'm not even going to talk you. about it. Sure, I appreciate that. Sure. If I can interrupt for a second, <laughs> the sensitivity hour over there going on in the podcast room. Uh, this uh, this movie actually had a pretty decent soundtrack produced by Rick Rubin. Oh, no kidding. Of all people. I'm learning a lot today. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It also had uh, Joan Jett, Poison, Public mm-hmm. Enemy, wow, Run DMC were all on it. Wow. And uh, it did have two songs that were that hit the charts, and one of which obviously was a Hazy Shade of Winter, the remake of Simon and Garfunkel's song. I have a Susanna Hoff story. Go for it. When I was um, in D.C. working for the Washington City Paper, actually, I think this was for Rolling Stone Online, but uh, she did a show at a Washington, D.C. club mm-hmm. uh, called The Bayou, which I don't think exists anymore. In fact, I know it doesn't. And she didn't come on to like midnight or 1230, and I was just exhausted. Susanna Hoff's solo show. Mm-hmm. And by the time she came on, there were probably about 15 people left in the crowd and it was like 14 got fat guys in hockey jerseys you know like kind of hockey jerseys and je- like jeans like dad suburban dad jeans you know just kind of up there like staring at Susanna Hoffs and she looked terrified oh and I'm not saying I'm the coolest guy in the world no you can but not. I'm not gonna say it and uh and I felt so bad for her that Susanna Hoffs basically had to like play to all these guys who just you know were there to to breathe heavily yeah and then she kind of did the walk like an Egyptian thing with the whole break in the middle and she just looked terrified she's yeah it was really weird they, they just kind of almost pounced on did her. the men walk like egyptians yeah i think there might have been some of that that must have been some fun. of them probably had to walk like <laughs> after that was over of course susanna hoffs but uh, she had some good solo albums actually steve and i had a big blog battle where it was uh, the go-go's versus the bangles and you took the bangles i did take the bangles yeah but they had a lot of hipster cred much like the go-go's in the early days so yeah. they're like back susanna together hoffs. now they're back together and they're performing in the bangles yep Cool. And Susanna Hoff did a lot of uh, work with Matthew Sweet. They did a covers album. That's, oh, that's, I hated it. 
Oh, I loved it. I know you did. Really? It was, it was crime against the humanity. Time, who knows where the time goes and Ugh. different drum? Oh, it's yeah. great. I love it. I hate it. cover albums. Right. It's well established. I hate you. <laughs> oh. On that note, let's cue up one more really great song from a bad movie. Anybody recognize this song? I love this song, actually. Ann Wilson, Best Man in the World from... The Golden Child. Yes. Mm. You know what? When I was a kid and I had to like mow lawns to afford to buy albums, you know, and uh, I had to be kind of selective, and I really wanted to buy the soundtrack only for that song. I never did. I never pulled the trigger. Do you have this? I want to put this on my iPod. Can I get this? Uh, I don't know, to be honest. I, mean, I found it... Uh, I went on iTunes the other day. It wasn't there. It wasn't there. I'm not, I guess Wilson, I'm not surprised. Oh, this. wow. You recently saw The Golden Child. I'm surprised you're saying that this is a crappy movie. What's, what's funny is this entire show was conceived uh, by the idea that I did see The Golden Child the other day for the very first time in probably 20 years from the very beginning. Oh. So that's when when I heard uh, "Best Man in the World" by Ann Wilson. Actually, I thought it was uh, uh, Grace Slick singing it, and so I had to go check it and, and then listen to it again. And I came up with that list of the twenty greatest best songs from bad movies. And it's on my blog, blogs.tampa.com/slash/80s, which I never pimp anymore, but I have to do it in this case. It's because you get like a hundred thousand people a day coming Pretty to much. it. You know how many I get? About sixteen people. Yeah. <laughs> Your fifty mom of them named. <laughs> yeah. The fifty of them named daily. But, uh, no, I I don't think Golden Child is inherently a bad movie. But it's not a great movie. It's not. As this good. is when Eddie Murphy could do no wrong, right? Well, this, this is, is the a, first time I think people looked at him and said, "Eh." Oh, best defense. Remember best defense? Oh, that's awful. I think that was right after Trading Places. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I kind of yeah. like this movie. I do. I I I, I want the knife. Yeah, yeah it's well, got some good great song. Lines. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say that one. Say it's an okay movie, but whatever. Still a great song. Ah, by the sound of the tone, it must be time for Reader Mailbag. Hey, it's the segment where Sean picks his favorite email of the week. Mm-hmm. Butchers. Uh, random words. This is, this is the mis- greatest. Mispronounces names. Yes. This is the greatest Reader Mailbag letter ever. This one comes from Pony Boy. Pony Boy. Pony Boy. Who's actually a girl. Apparently. Who's she actually a girl. But this is so great. Are you ready for this, Jill? Usually it's the reverse problem I have. Now, um, Jill, Jill actually has a prop yes. that Jill and Steve are both going to enjoy... Could you stop <laughs> fondling the prop? And uh, listen, and then at the end of this letter, we're going to have a little demonstration. And I'm really excited about this. Go this ahead. is going to be I the best part of the show. Dear Stephen Sean, in a recent. Po- I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeez. In a recent podcast, it was proclaimed that Funyuns were only available in onion flavor. Not entirely true. Dun, dun, dun. Wow. I know this for a fact because I saw a bag of wasabi-flavored Funyuns at a convenience store one day. Freaked out because I was broke, and the next day, when I went back to buy them, they were gone. (laughs) I tried for weeks to hunt down a bag, and I finally did. If you're wondering, why haven't I heard of these, there's probably a good reason. 
They tasted exactly like hot, sour garbage. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, fellas. I love Funyuns, and I love wasabi, but these resembled neither taste-wise. They were some of the most disgusting chips I've ever purchased, and I had to throw the bag away only partially eaten. I have never done that before in my life. I'm falling in love with Pony Boy. It would make for some hilarious hijinks if you were to hunt down a bag of these putrid little things and try them on the air. You should totally do it. I double dog dare mm. you. In conclusion, you can't spell Funyuns without U N Y U. I don't know why I think that's so funny. Also, don't mess with success. Smiley face. Pony Boy. P.S. I am a girl. Let there be no confusion. Well, Pony Boy, we do, we do not have wasabi flavored Funyuns, and I'm dying to try them. And Steve says we will track them down. Sure. We're going to have, have our research staff find wasabi flavored <laughs> Funyuns. However, we do have a, a delicious bag of real Funyuns, the original flavored Funyuns, and neither somehow Jill nor Steve has ever eaten a Funyun no. before. I, of course, have eaten my weight in Funyuns <laughs> uh, myriad times over. So now, Jill, if you will open the bag of Funyuns. And Steve, if you will prepare your Funyun. Joe, you might want to try a small one. First time Funyuns can be ugly. FTF. First time fun Yeah, just a Funyun have. Okay, ready, Steve? Yeah. All right, Joe, you go first. Put the Funyun in your mouth. How's the verdict? Delicious? Yum. Now, Jill, you're in incredibly good shape. You're healthy. You work out. You mm -hmm. eat. You eat wise. Is your body rejecting? See, that's not bad. We're not so different, Jill Holcomb. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Steve, will you please eat the funyun? All right, he's making a confused face. Perhaps not what he expected. The texture can be alarming at first. It tastes like styrofoam. What? I don't even know you anymore. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, she enjoys it. And you, who bathe in A1 steak sauce, say this tastes like styrofoam. I mean, it's weird. Look, don't get look me Jill's wrong. going for another one. I can hear a second one. Well, they don't really taste oniony. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Oh, really? Are you sure you're eating funny? What are you eating? Oh, wait a minute. That's a dust bunny. <laughs> it's, um, well, anyway, Pony yeah. Boy. That's that was you. a really, really Jill long Steve. email about Funyuns. The longest it email was, it ever. It was the greatest email ever. That, was, that took a lot of time. There was content in this. Yeah. Pony Boy, great letter. People, we could all learn from Pony Boy's She's letter. She's very enthusiastic. Uh, we still, um, we're still trying to get our bags of Funyuns to sign. Actually, we probably use this bag. Steve's <laughs> eyes are watering. Are you all right? You're not having an allergic reaction to Funyuns, <laughs> are you? Because we can sue the shit out of Frito Lay. <laughs> <laughs> well, as always, send your emails to stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com. Funyun content not required. I'm going to be honest with you. If you mention Funyuns in your letter, it's going to get read. There's a good chance it's going to get read. <laughs> yeah. Easy to please. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moments. We with, still haven't changed the name. I love this. I can now pronounce the name, so I'm going to stick with it. Hey, it's a segment where we play a piece of a movie from the 80s, and if you can name it, you win a bag of Funyuns. <laughs> and actually, that's not even true anymore. You know what you can win now? Big surprise news today. 
We have gift, gift certificates to give away for 80stees.com. Nice. Which cool. sells, that's, that's uh, good they sell a bunch of uh, 80s themed t-shirts. So you can get um, Top Gun, Karate Kid. Uh, Strange Brew. I don't know. I, didn't, I, don't know yeah, if I, I thought they have like Elsewhere Care Bears? Beer. <laughs> that's found at itemclothing.com. Oh, okay. Oh, 80stees. I know. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So we have uh, $10, Care $10 gift certificates. I like certificates. Care Bears. We have $10 gift certificates to give out for the winner of next week's contest. Cool. Anyway, can't talk about next week without talking about last week. Here was last week's clip. God, I'm so stupid. Sean Daly, any guess? No. Joe Holcomb. No, I'm sorry. Mm-mm. She's still eyeing the Funyun bag. She is. I, I, it's kinda... I'm having a negative reaction now. Are you all right? <laughs> You want some? Water. You got some. I'm sorry. Water you wish there's some water. <laughs> I got Jeez. some. I got some Pepsi in here, but that's all right. Yeah, I know you don't want to really share. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no mm-hmm. kidding. Anyway, the answer was that's uh, short circuit. That's Ali Sheedy in short circuit. Stupid, foolish, gullible, doltish, dumbbell, lame Shut up. Silence. Hush. Sit on it. Okay, and only one person got it right. Craig Gossage. I love Craig Way to go, Gossage. Craig. So that was a tough one. Everyone who said I was making them too easy. You have been schooled by the master. Hmm. Anyway, pay attention because here is this week's clip. If our Lord wasn't testing us, how would you account for the proliferation these days of this obscene rock and roll music? I throw it to you, Sean. I do not know what that is, Steve. I'm trying to be good. Don't set me up. Okay. Anyway, if you think you know the clip, email us at stuckinnews at tempe.com. Because Jill Holcomb is ready to call you a winner. <laughs> she likes to clean it up. <laughs> She's a rebel, that one. Ah, uh, the familiar refrain that is, name that 80s tune. Our signature contest. Wipe a tear from your eye, and it's not from the Funyuns. <laughs> this is the segment where we she, play... It feels like holding her side. Are you okay? Are you getting, like, pains? <laughs> didn't trigger some sort of weird reaction. Don't make me... Cold sweats. <laughs> Drive to the ER. What's wrong with her? What happened? Uh, Funyuns? <laughs> yeah, we've seen that before. Yeah. It's not the first time. You're holding your side like you got I was be... just trying to lean away from the microphone. I'm going to be driving so home. I'm going to see you like... Noises. I'm going to see you crash in the median strip. Funyuns? <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention. Here was last week's mystery song. Any guesses? Yeah, it's so easy. It's obviously Walking in L.A. by Missing Persons. Yeah. Not so hard. How could, how could, yeah, everyone should have gotten that. No, some people missed it. Some people did miss it. Anyway, the winners this week. I want to read the winners. I want to read the winners. Okay, you get to read the winners. These are some of the winners. Not all some of the winners are Andrew DeSisto. Colleen Kelly from Camp Crystal Lake, Illinois. <laughs> Tony in Indianapolis. Bill Rich of Nokomis, Florida. Rowan. And my favorite name next to Dag Shield, Giblet Croft. And I really hope that it's not like some lovely French woman named Giblet. <laughs> Giblet Croft. But it looks like Giblet Croft to me. You're all winners. Thank you very much, Sean Daly. And now time for this week's special Thank you, clip. Giblet. <laughs> Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. Any guesses? Jill, can you speak? No. Are your lips welded shut? Yeah. From the <laughs> your tongue is swelling. 
<laughs> swollen to... tongue. But see, these are all good things to me. Like, ah, here comes that swollen tongue. <laughs> I call it Funyun tongue. Ah, oh, yeah, can't breathe properly. Mm. It's like Nightmare on Elm Street 2 with, with, with the guys. <laughs> oh. Come on, remember that scene? Yeah. yeah. Everybody does. Very sexy. Anyway, if you think you know the name of the tune, email us at stuckin80s at tampabay.com. Because only Sean Daly knows how to pronounce you a wiener. <laughs> if you're not ready to give up on mullets in Madonna, log on to Stuck in the 80s. Just one of the many blogs you'll find at TampaBay.com, the website of the St. Petersburg Times. Relive the music, movies, and culture of the greatest decade ever. Only at TampaBay.com. And we're back from another pointless commercial break. I hate the commercials. Really? Talk to the boss. She's right there. Mm. Publisher. We, Publisher Jill Holcomb. Can right. you do anything about the commercials? No. Do we really have to sell ourselves yes. out like this? I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not really sorry. Is, well, there, another, is there another way you can find that we can raise money for you? <laughs> well, what are you willing to do? <laughs> I mean, we could try to sell your bodies, but Steve I don't think that Spears. would get us that much money. Steve's. That hurt. You cut me real deep just now, Jill. Oh. Steve Spears, male gigolo. Yeah. He'd actually do better than I would. The chicks don't like me. But Spears, he's mysterious. Yeah. You, you talk too much. Really? It's what? Pro- it, mm. God, you know what? Oh, Fine. no. Fine, Funyun girl. <sighs> We're not going to get two words out of Sean the rest of the show. Well, I know the way he overreacts. <laughs> Enjoy, everybody. Enjoy the show. Yeah. <laughs> any, now, any second now you're going to hear the, the microphone clump to the floor and he's going to stomp out of here mm-hmm. well it's hard to defend myself when you play that stupid clip of me interviewing Rick Springfield I'm sorry come on it was a, it was a- alright let's play another song good song from a bad movie to get the onion funion taste mm-hmm. out of Joel Holcomb's mouth okay here it goes I love Berlin. Mm-hmm. I love Masquerade. I love Terry Nunn. She's great. Oh, wouldn't it be great to have her on the show? Yeah, well, I've, I saw Berlin a few years ago. Were they good? Uh, for, awesome. In fact, the Forever Fiance, huge Berlin fan. I got a bunch of Berlin on album. Remember the Geisha song? Dirty. Very dirty. <laughs> anyway, this is the uh, final song. Do I really song. talk too much, Jill Holcomb? Oh, gosh. I mean... If no. I was more the strong, silent type, would you find that more appealing? Um, if I just spoke with my eyes. <laughs> no, you're very appealing the way you are. Oh, thanks. That's nice. Jeez. Okay, I'm back. Okay, great. Hey, this is the final song you hear in the movie Perfect with John Travolta again. Wow. With the Travolta. I love Perfect. And uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. You know, it's a, it's a horrible movie. It's a brilliant chronicling <laughs> of American journalism. Um, uh, maybe. I don't even like Jamie Lee Curtis. You've really you've given like every movie a positive. Spin. <laughs> I know I have. You I like, like crappy stuff. Apparently. I'm a terrible critic. Now I will say though, no, you know what? I'm not a terrible critic. I'm a good critic. I'm a populist. I'm a man of the people, Jill Holcomb. Okay. And you can sit above everybody with your little snooty attitude, not mm. liking Funyuns. Yeah. Okay. I get down there with the groundlings. Is hey, there everybody, what's going that- on? But it's Uncle Shawnee. You just like it all, so that you're popular with everyone. <gasps> <laughs> Thanks, people. It was nice uh, while it lasted. <laughs> Stuck in the 80s was brought to you by the St. Petersburg Times. You used to be able to f- download us on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> give us one more song, Spearsy. One more song, and let's get out of here. Okay, I give you the greatest f- pop find 
of the last two and a half years of Stuck in the 80s. Here we go. I came across this the other day when I was doing the list of the greatest songs from the worst movies. And once again, I'll say this isn't a bad movie, but it's a fantastic song. Somebody tell me you recognize that song. I do know that song. It's a good song. Mm-hmm. Together in Electric Dreams. Indeed. From Electric Dreams, 1984. In fact, half these movies are from 1984. That was kind of a year for crappy movies and good songs. I was 14 years old. Uh, Phil Oakey. <laughs> Phil Oakey does this song. It's great and, Phil Oakey. Uh, yeah. The movie starred uh, Lenny Van Lenny Von Dolan. The great Lenny Von Dolan. <laughs> who uh, you might have also seen in Miami Vice, Twin Peaks, and The Pretender. And the very lovely Virginia Madsen. Oh, yeah. Remember, what was that movie she did with uh, Don Johnson? The Hot State or something like that? I don't she know. was. I like that Virginia I liked her Madsen. in Creator with Peter O'Toole. <laughs> Come on. I know. I lo- oh, Creator, yeah. I love Creator. Yeah. I, we got to do a whole show on just the Creator. I There's love- nudity in that, right? I remember there being nudity in that, I think. I was a kid. I don't, I don't pay I attention for. to such I, I things, the Sean. Cable, in the cable guides, I just look for, you know, I don't care what adult, the movie was about. Yeah. Adult, adult. Adult situations, you knew you were probably going to get some nudity. And a brief nudity, you're like, all right. But then the just nudity, you're like, man, bust out the popcorn. <laughs> and the breakaway PJs. It's going to be a long God. night in the daily household. Come on, I was young. I was okay. 10 years old. That's just gross. Can you keep that to yourself? <laughs> Why do you have to share that information with people? <laughs> You want me to call this? I can call the security guards now. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm really uncomfortable. Uh, don't say that. I'm just kidding. See, I, uh, it was the breakaway. When you went to breakaway pajamas, like it really threw me over the edge. <laughs> that was the moment. Oh, Christ. You know, I see, I, I build, I tried to build our relationship back up to a healthy level, and now it just crumbled again. Well, Why? In my head, I'm like, don't say the breakaway PJ's line. <laughs> and, you know, Angel Sean was like, don't do it. And Devil Sean's like, do it. Just say it. Make it worse. Uh, that's it. Can you believe that? <laughs> the show kind of comes to a screeching halt once hall, again, yes. thanks to uh, Sean's uh, stories about pajamas. <laughs> if I could only count how many times this has happened. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I know what song we're going out with. It's still the same song that I love so much from the 80s. In the meantime... Sean in his pajamas, Jill uh, summoning the security guards, and myself, we remain here firmly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by TampaBay.com, the official website of the St. Petersburg Times. Special thanks to Germany's Czech Battery Daily for providing this song for the opening credits. Read the Stuck in the 80s blog at blogs.tempe.com and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. You can have that whole bag of fun. No. Uh, um. <laughs>